Welcome to 450 of the Drunk Dungeons Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Vacation, Tyler. Vacation on steroids, essentially. As I finally am getting a break from the hustle and bustle of my workplace. And on top of that, I'm going through a lot of my stuff. Playing through a lot of uh, various games and stuff. And I've actually finished a couple of games this week. So that's pretty much what I have been doing in a nutshell. But on top of that, we got a hell of a lot of gaming news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a prelude to next week. Because I predict this is going to be another big gaming news week next week as well. So if you guys want to look forward to that, you know, just... Whew, let's just say we're going to have a bunch of thoughts, a bunch of opinions in that regards. But Correct. how have you been doing, Tyler? Ah, uh, man, I'm doing all right, you know. Just uh, clanging and banging as always. Clanging and banging as always. You know how I am. Uh, but, yeah, I'm doing Okay. You know, it's a Saturday night. This is a three-day weekend, baby. There you go. And it feels great. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. <laughs> so it's just nice that we're here. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, I, I was talking about last week, Gables. They had the apple, uh, apple crisp macchiato at Starbucks. I've had it four times to be exact. And it is fantastic. And I highly recommend everybody get it. Um, uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. I, it's my new addiction. I, I, although Starbucks was already an addiction, so I guess it's like a, it's a subcategory of an addiction now. It's it's still part of the same addiction now. It's just a different thing. In that, I don't know. It's whatever. This is it's like, like chapters you, you, upon chapters of your addiction. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like going from like uh, I don't know, like a strong painkiller to heroin. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> it's just like a different type of thing within that thing. Oh. It's it's like um um. I don't know, Gables. It's kind of like, uh, fuck, like um, uh, Inception. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay. You know? It's just, you know, it, it's just, it's just within the dream, within the dream, you know, kind of shit. It's just you can't do much about it. So, uh, oh yeah, that's where I'm at. And once you experience that, you know, it's kind of a freaky thing because yeah, I've had dreams within dreams, man. Because those things can be fucking freaky. Mm-hmm. But you spin, the, yeah. you spin your totem. You don't, you know, you got to make sure you're still, you're fearing that dream or not, and then <laughs> the totem never falls. You don't know. Uh, we're getting deep within some, sorry, my spoiled inception for you. It's a 13 year old movie. If you care. Um, yeah, Gables, you are correct. Amundo. It is a, a very busy week, uh, for, for news. And it's gonna be a very busy week next week. But uh, before we get to that news, Gables, I know we're busy, mm. but I want to bring it up. It, it would behoove me to not mention the fact that extra life is just a few, two months. Well, I don't know why I said a few, a few weeks times two plus two weeks that's eight weeks that's two months saved it no i know they have no idea gables that i fucked that up no clue they're idiots no clue no clue that i fucked that up anyways we are two months away from extra life um which means go to extra-life.org sign up and look into it and uh help you know help us help some sick kids uh you know if you want to help us out it'd be great if you want to join yourself or tell some friends we appreciate it what that is if you don't know what that is go to like i said extra-life.org Look into it. What basically the the gist of it is is that we play games for twenty four straight hours the first Saturday of every November, um, and people donate money to us to help raise funds for those Children Milk Network hospitals. Uh, you can pick your hospital any any hospital within Canada or the United States, uh, and all the money that we raise one hundred percent of the money that is raised goes to those uh, hospitals. Um, this will be I think my eleventh year. This will be Gables I think tenth year. Yeah, uh, we've been doing it. 
for yep, doing it for a very long time. We were talking about before the show about how we ended up playing through Resident Evil Six last year. Uh, um, you know, it's it sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna knock out some shit here that I want to just get out, get out done over with. Don't do it, people. Just play games that are fun. A quick mm-hmm. little tip. We'll, we'll we'll deep dive as we get closer. But a quick thing. Extra Life is my favorite, least favorite day of the year. It's a it's you playing games for 24 straight hours, which sounds great. Let me tell you, hour 12, hour 14, you're miserable. You don't want to yeah. play games anymore. You Absolutely. won't be doing anything but, you know what? I'd rather run a goddamn actual marathon than play video games for another 12 hours. But n- here, nay, I'm too fat and out of shape and lazy to do that. So I'm playing video games, um, which no shame in that. If you can do run a marathon, if you can run a marathon and also play games for 24 hours, all, all, you know, all credit towards you. I can't do it. Don't want to do it. Sounds, sounds, sounds painful. A lot of chafing on the nipples and inside the calves area, and I don't <laughs> want to do it. But uh, anyways, I'm getting on a tangent here. Gables knows how this is. But uh, anyways, um, you know, if you want to help people out, it's really great. It's really cool. Uh, help some sick kids, uh, and you know, you can get some cool stuff. Like get some t-shirts, uh, and just you know, feel good about yourself too. You know, put put some in that good deeds box there for you. We all need it. Uh, whether that's participating, telling friends, or donating yourself, uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it every year. Uh, I think it's November sixth. I think is the date this year. Um, so yeah. But I, I, going back to what I was really saying though, play games that are fun, because mm-hmm. don't don't try to knock out stuff that you don't really want to do. Uh, play games that that save some games for that date that you think might be fun. Uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but don't. Force yourself to get through some backlog stuff. Just have a good time. Have, try to have as much fun as possible. Because I'm going to tell you, four o'clock in the morning, and you still got five more hours to go. Um, there's the, the your favorite game of all time isn't going to save you. Um, isn't going to make you what you're doing fun. So don't make it worse by playing Resident Evil Six. Um, don't smoke crack. Don't play Resident Evil Six. That's mm. basically the best advice I can give people. Unless Gables, you got something better. Um. No, not really. I mean, that's pretty much sound advice right there. It's like, okay. don't smoke crack, don't play Resident Evil 6. <laughs> yes, yeah, those are my two keys of life. Um, yeah, after after that day last year, after actual life last year, I've learned. Uh, that's my new thing in life. Don't, don't do no, no drugs uh, unless it's caffeine. That's okay. Caffeine's okay. Uh, unless you have heart issues, don't do, don't maybe don't drink caffeine. Is that a good idea? That's probably a good idea. Don't do that. That's bad. Unless you want to. But don't. Anyways, we are very busy. I should not be. I should not be going on a tangent. Um, sorry, Gables, but you know how it is. <laughs> you, you've done this with me now 450 times. This is your yep. own fault. Nobody feels sorry for you. It's, you do this to yourself. You choose to join the Skype call. I'm a <laughs> you can leave. You cannot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, anyways, like I said, a lot of news this week. Starting off though, the big big news here. I want to get into. We are getting a PlayStation 5 showcase on September the 9th at mm-hmm. 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's on Thursday for people that don't know calendars. Um, yeah, so we're getting that. The only thing they said is do not exp- there will not be any PSVR uh, 2 news there. And that's it, Gables. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all they said. There's no there's no checklist of things. Don't expect God of War. Don't expect Horizon. Don't expect this, which they usually like. My big thing about State of Play is every time we talk about this, they're never really great, but I've always said they are consistent about what they say. They right. say, this won't be here, don't expect this, and it's never there. And I respect that. Is it Does it kind of kill the hype and the buzz that's sometimes the most fun part of these events? Yes, but you're never like pissed off and like agitated and like bummed out, you know, because it's just not there. Um, so, yeah, that's the one thing. And the fact that they're not calling a State of Play, that's the big thing I always kind of defend State of Plays with, where 
they don't want to these are like those are like little side things they're going to like give out extra details deep dives on some stuff here uh and they'll they'll tell you outright if they're going to sh showcase themselves whether it's a horizon forbidden west demo or a death loop uh state of play or blah 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 um gables the fact you the, the two events we had last year that revealed the the ps5 and then also gave us the date and price for PS5 last year. We're not called state of plays. So that's the big thing I've always talked about. So this, like I said, not a state of play. So this feels like everything and anything realistically is on the table. And we talked about before the show, Gables. I don't know if we agreed upon the punishment. We're no. doing an E3 type thing. I have not. I, we have actually discussed the rules. <laughs> actually, how is it going to work? I, what if we just do three predictions? Okay. Uh, if you... Pick a game, and you say 2022. You have to at least get. Well, no, that's not gonna work. We just gotta pick what's gonna be there. Yeah, you're, no wait, that that still works. We have to at least get the the quarter right. So if you say spring 2022, they gotta say it comes out in spring 2022, or they say like May 2022. That still counts. Uh, right. We're not gonna do like E like E3. We had to pick the month. That like this yeah, is that, a bunch that ruined of ruined a bunch of things. Yeah. Well, I, I, I dominated, so I, I wouldn't say it ruined <laughs> a lot of things. I would It ruined a lot of yours things. But yes, it did, actually. Uh, but um, yeah, I think we should do three. Uh, if you if you pick a game that has a release date for next year, um, it has it has to have at least the quarter right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think we'll just do three. Three games. Three things you'll think that'll be there. Um, and let's say this. If it's a game that we already know about, you have to pick a date and the quarter that's coming out of that year. If it, if you think it's a brand new game, whether it's a new IP or a sequel or whatever, you do not have to pick a date. How about that? Okay. 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 I'm glad we thought this out before we got in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what we decided was the loser has to play. Is it? Are we playing the maze? Yeah. We're going to go okay. through and concrete to say it right now. It's like the loser has to play the maze Yeah. Treefall so, Studios. Treefall Studios, if you're a new listener or you don't listen, haven't listened in a long time, Treefall Studios is a studio we that we have kind of lambasted for a very long time uh, on here. we I'm actually in the credits of a couple of their games, uh, and so is our, our own old uh, uh, co-host with us and my best friend Justin. We were both in the credits of Pitter Pot in the Maze, so... You might see our names in this when it comes out. I, we both beat it on the Wii U, Justin and I did. Um, but they actually put out like a, a expansion. Uh, we'll be playing through that uh, on PS4. Um, it's like $3. Uh, but people that may not remember, Gables and I did the same similar thing yep. during E3 last year. And to say it's a bloodbath um, would be an understatement. It did not go well <laughs> for Gables. Um, it was pretty much like a, it was pretty much like a grown adult beating down a child. That's what it just kind of felt yes, like yes. in that regards. Yes, it was very bad. It did not go well for you. It did not go well for or you. Or in at your all. case, beating child to Nintendo games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a very good. That's a very apt comparison. My superpower is defeating children in, in Nintendo games. Gables, you were that kid at that Super Mario or that Mario Kart tournament that I made cry. <laughs> One of my fondest memories. It's one of those things which maybe says a lot of terrible things about me, but when I when I die on my tombstone, I want I don't want like the words of it. I want like someone to like I want like a, a Bob Ross's son to like draw that for me in like watercolors. You know, he can put some trees and mountains in there too. Just some kid <laughs> crying in 
Wells Far- Fargo Basketball Arena because um, oh, I fucking destroyed him. And he got some shitty uh, Naruto game for Xbox One, and I got Street Fighter Five. Which, Oof. let me tell you, neither one of us was happy. But we, we're not Street <laughs> Fighter Four. I got Street Fighter Four. Um, yeah. So it didn't. It, yeah. So who won that one? Well, I mean, obviously I won the Mario Kart, but the the, the winning thing, I, nobody, nobody won. Really but uh, anyways, um, all right. Let's do some. We'll do some quick predictions, and then we can like go deep dive into it after that. Uh, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Let's have you start for this one. Okay, so we know. All right, Horizon Forbidden West. We know is, um, uh, it is February eighteenth. Yep. I'm gonna say God of War, Spring twenty twenty two. And also, real quick, you have to. There's no halfsies on these points. If you get it right, you get one point. If you get it wrong, you get zero points. That's just the way it is. So you gotta get it right. So my my prediction is the new God of War game will be coming out. We'll have a release date within. Uh, spring of 2022. Mm, what about you, Gables? Interesting. Spring 2022. That's interesting. All right, so my first prediction is going to be inside of this showcase, Sony will go through and announce that they've acquired Blue Point and that the Silent Hill remaster will be coming out. I want to say holiday you don't have to 2022. Give a, you don't have to give a date on that one because you're announcing a new game. Yes, that's pretty true. That's so if you want to just stick with the other parts and leave the last part out. Yeah, I'll just stick that. with that then. Okay. We'll just say writing these down. Blue Point and stuff and that uh, Silent Hill remaster will be... Yeah. Right. I'm writing these down. This is probably a good idea. It's a good idea because we will not remember the details. No. I mean, I'll have to, I'll, I can go back and listen, but I, I, who's got the time? Uh, Blue Point, Silent Hill. So wait, is that the same prediction? Silent Hill and Blue Point. Silent Hill is making Blue Point's making a Silent Hill game. Is that your prediction? Yes. Okay. Uh, making uh, Silent Hill. Yes, okay. that's my prediction. Silent, like uh, Blue Point is making the new Silent Hill. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say. Oh God, damn it! What's that fucking game called? With the uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Uh, I'm think. Ooh, do I want to say that? No. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 coming summer 2022. Okay. Okay, I That's can see where you're coming for it. I know when it comes to that scenario, you know, I thought about a Final Fantasy prediction, but at the same time, Tokyo Game Show is not too far away from that, so I kind of feel like that uh, there will be more things we will share with that. That's a good point. That's a good point. But... If I have to go with another prediction right here, I think that there's going to be something in regards to the whole PlayStation Plus subscription thing. And what I mean by that, and my overall prediction is, there's going to be an additional tier added on to PlayStation Plus. It's going to be a bit higher in terms of cost, but it's going to include a couple of different things, like video streaming things. And I believe that Crunchyroll is going to be playing a part of it. Or not just Crunchyroll. Excuse me. I believe it's the merger between Funimation app and the Crunchyroll app. The both the anime stuff combined to one that's added on to PlayStation Plus. So I feel like that uh, anime streaming app on top of the PlayStation Plus service and stuff. I feel like that's going to be introduced instead of a new tier for PlayStation, like uh, Plus stuff. And okay. I think it's going to be like about ten dollars more per year. So I'm going to be saying that it's going to increase that price like what seventy bucks or something. 
Okay. Gable's my next prediction is that at this, Alan Wake remaster will be announced coming October 5th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you mean by that because uh-huh, we've gotten uh-huh. all sorts of various little things. <laughs> May it have been that. leaked earlier today? Possibly. Maybe. Hmm. Not announced, though. I don't want to play Maze again, so I'm being cheap. Gables, I'm being cheap as well. <laughs> it's a terrible game. I don't recommend it to anybody. So for showcase stuff, I mean, it could be any type of game, big and big or small, in could that be. regards. It comes to indie games and it comes to other stuff. I'm trying to think of something we haven't heard for quite a quite a while here. Hmm. God, I know there was this one game that I was thinking that possibly make and make an appearance and stuff. Oh, you know what? I feel like inside of this showcase, they will definitely do a... What, what's the term for this type of a game? Like a remaster? No, not a remaster, but like Remake? A, no, not a remake. It's like a... It's sort of like similar to how Ghost of Tsushima and like uh, the... Upgrade? Yeah, it's sort of like an Next upgrade. Next gen upgrade? I, I feel like that they will announce that there is going to be a PS5 port of The Last of Us Part 2. Oh. And included into it, I feel like they're going to add a multiplayer functionality to it. Factions, yeah. I thought you were going to say Bloodborne. You know, Bloodborne may be, you know, because that's another rumor that's been scouting around the... Well, it's not really a rumor. I think it's just like one of those things. This is what... A lot of stuff just gets talked about on the internet a lot, and it's like hard to like... Is that a rumor? Is that just like people on the internet talking? Uh, and this one's basically just been like, uh, like people begging for it. Um, that they, is a Bloodborne. It stems uh, from people want a better running Bloodborne. They just want a sixty much. frames per second Bloodborne. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is fair to ask. Uh, so I can, I mean, I can see that. I, but I mean, we know, um, not from software are incredibly busy right now trying to get Ring done. So yep. Um, that. Who knows if they have time or if they're making some somebody else is doing that, um, but I, I hope for them just for their sake and also so they'll shut the fuck up about it um, that they get it. That's my so, opinion yeah, on that one. Honestly, that's my third pick. And when I think about okay. it, it's like Silent Hill Remaster made by Blue Point, like another tier added to PlayStation Plus, and on top of that, a Last of Us Part Two, like sort of a PS Five port or some of that. I mean, I feel like those type of predictions, those have the most likeliest of chance to happen, personally. Yeah. Okay. 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 Very cool. Well, it means you're... Alright, so we got predictions out of the way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like what we think will be there. Um, I really do think we'll get the Final Fantasy 16 update. I'm not feeling great about that prediction, honestly. Uh, I just uh, couldn't think of anything. Like, I, I think the game's coming out next year. I just don't know what the time frame will be. I think that's definitely... That game was supposed to be come out this year. And they never officially delayed it, and I, and I highly doubt they're going to drop that game soon, um, this year without actually building up to it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I really do think God of War is going to be there. I like that's my like. They could show me anything short of like a Blue Point Metal Gear uh, Solid One remake. Mm-hmm. I would be bummed because it's like I've. T- oh, I lost Gables here. Gables, you still well, there? I had to switch to. Uh audio only because the poor connection and stuff for video for me okay all right all right so well all right do you want me to pause the recording and then we can see if it, like we maybe stop the call and i'll call you right back yeah let's try that okay 
Okay. All right. Give me. I'll call you right back. Got it. Alrighty. All right. Okay. Try that again. All right. And then, all right. You ready to go? Oh, shit. I got to yeah. fix. One second. Why is this being stupid? What the fuck is going on with goddamn OBS here? All right. Here we go. Fix it. <laughs> Take a second. All right. Okay. And we're going in three, two, one. All right. Sorry. We're back. All right. Um, so. What the fuck were we talking about, Gables? Oh, Blue Point. Like, Blue Point, like, Metal Gear Solid would be awesome. Uh, that's like, the pipe dream. But, like, uh, like I said this last year after the last PS5 showcase when they announced God of War Ragnarok and said uh-huh. 2021. I said, there's no chance of hell it's coming in 2021. The only thing I want in 2021 is just to see the game. That's all yes. I really realistically wanted. And I just, that's all I hope for. Like, some little bit of gameplay. So tell me, you know, I this is my favorite. I, I talked about earlier this year. I've replayed the game again for the second time, which for people that know me and listen to this podcast for a long time, no, I don't do that. I don't replay games. Uh, beat this game again, uh, and it, it's, I said it's my favorite game of all time now, and uh, it's I, I still feel that way. So I just, I'm incredibly excited for what that could be. Um, you know, I, I just, yeah, I'm pumped for that. I hope, I hope to God that's there. Like, I'll be really crushed. If it's not there, but I mean, you know, whatever. If it's if it's if it's delayed or whatever, I mean, mm. we know it's delayed already. But like, I'm not, like, I'm gonna be crushed. But I understand also, you know, COVID, all that shit. Like, video game development's hard. I'm not trying to say like, I'm not trying to be a whiny consumer here. But um, yeah, that's like that's my big pipe dream is like a God of War. Um, is there anything else like you're you're really expecting besides your predictions? Okay, so for this and stuff, I knew coming in, it's like, I think there's going to be, I kind of feel like, too, there's going to be some form of a fighting game being represented inside of this showcase. I mean, I feel like that that's going to be a almost like a given in some retrospects. I mean, I know there's not going to be anything Mortal Kombat related or anything Street Fighter and stuff or whatever, but I kind of feel like that potentially maybe another Dragon Ball Fighters, maybe a teaser for that, you know, because... Mm. They've already finished up the content for Dragon Ball Fighters and stuff. Maybe they announce a sequel at the showcase. I mean, that would get people hyped up. I mean, that's that's something I could see potentially happening. But as far as small games concerned, you know, there could be like a bunch of like exclusive like games that were for Switch that are finally coming on to PlayStation platforms and stuff. I've forgotten a couple of them though. But yet there are some exclusive like indie games that had time exclusive exclusivity on the Switch and stuff. I could see making their way. Yeah. Well, there could even be like other smaller sort of PlayStation games, maybe Pat Upon Three, potentially. Yeah. You know, some of the niche sort of games that you would have played, like say on the Vita or on another PlayStation platform, being showcased in that regards. But uh, this is, in closing, what I kind of feel is like this is one of those types of conferences or showcases and stuff where it feels like almost anything can happen it's sort of like a e3 style of like hype surrounding this because it's around the future of playstation 5 nothing talked about for vr nothing talked about in terms of like other console like other subsidiaries and stuff no this is like specifically for specific games like uh, for the console itself for the ps5 so it's yeah i I think interesting it's forty. It's about forty minutes. They said, um, 
you know, I think they're going to spend a decent chunk of time probably talking about Horizon. Uh, you know, you got to imagine they're going to like do a final push for like Solar Ash that's coming out next month. Yeah. Uh, Jet's coming out. That's another one of their indie games. Um, oh, there's a couple other games. They... Dude. There's that. Go ahead. You know what would be interesting is if they actually showed gameplay for God of War Ragnarok and it's like a 10 minute like freaking Cables. gameplay trailer, dude. Cables, don't. You know how many, time, how many times I've woken up in like a wet dream thinking about that? You have no idea how much time I just daydream about dude, that if, fucking. If they end that whole showcase with like a 10 minute like God of War Ragnarok type of trailer and stuff and you get all this like twists and turns and stuff until like a revelation comes forth, that would be fucking crazy. That would be. Right there, Gables. Inject it into my veins. That's all I need. Just give me some. Just give it to me. I, I do think. Twenty three. <laughs> I I think um, you know, like maybe we get that. I think the factions thing with Last of Us. I mean, we know for a fact they're making a multiplayer Last of Us yeah. that was supposed to be like supposed to come out day and day with Last of Us Part Two, and then it got delayed, obviously, mm-hmm. um, with everything going on. Uh, and we they've just been silent since then. So potentially that. Um, and I think it would make sense if they're going to do a factions. It makes sense to have the PS5 upgrade. Yeah. Um, you know, with all that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. I really do have like E3 levels of hype for that Gables for that showcase. But I do want to talk about potentially another showcase coming uh, for for the uh, Nintendo platform that is with and then possibly Nintendo Direct coming possibly as soon as next week. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I think it was NintendoLife.com. I want to say. I could be wrong. It could be Game Explain, um, one of those. But they, um, Nate the Hate uh, on his podcast talked about how there's some possibly Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games because they're separate platforms. God fucking damn it, um, are potentially coming to Switch games soon as you know, possibly as soon as this month. And um, uh, I think it was like I said, Nintendo Life. They said they they showed off a kind of interesting thing about Nintendo with Directs is that every year since 2015. And between between the first and the thirteenth, there has been a direct. So, uh, for what five straight years now? 15, 16, 17, 18, yeah, six years now. It's possible this this hits seven um, straight years of a of a direct of some sort. Obviously, last year we had the Mario thirty fifth anniversary one. So not like a, a typical direct, but still a direct. Um, but there's been Nate the kind of mentioned that there is looks like there there's you know. We're possibly getting Game Boy, Game Boy Color games coming to Switch Online, which would kind of you could see make sense because uh, it was Nintendo Direct 2018 that they announced, or no, 2019 they announced Super Nintendo games, and 2018 they announced NES games to Switch Online. And they skipped 2020 because of the whole random deal with 2020. So this is yeah. definitely going to be in more in lines of it would continue like a pattern somewhat in terms of releasing a new system on the eShop. Not the eShop, but the online subscription things, you know, in order yeah. to add more of it. Yeah. And uh, so I want to, I pull up an article here from uh, NintendoLife.com. Uh, so the Monolith Soft, who makes Xenoblade games, there's been that that rumor and there's been those leaks from like the voice actress and stuff like that, mm-hmm. about the, that there's, they're in the works with the Xenoblade 3, um, that they said, they put a, a statement saying that the website will be down for maintenance, uh, it will be shut down on maintenance on Wednesday, September 8th. So that's just kind of... And who knows? Sometimes websites go down for maintenance all the time. Video games go down. Everything goes on goes down for maintenance. It's just bad timing when those when that, that kind of those those uh, coals are kind of warming up, you know, and it's just like, now we're just, you know, pouring gasoline on this potential fire here. Yeah. Um, all this. So, and that's been the rumor for a while is that that was going to be announced soon, potentially coming out next year. 
Um, so yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, just I it makes sense, you know. Uh, the ten, like the January and September are usually two months that they like to do. Obviously, then E3 as well. They like to do a a bigger direct of some sort. There's usually the go two months for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Not always January. Sometimes it's early February, but typically January. Um, I don't. I just don't know how to feel about the. I I, I feel good, positive that we're gonna gonna have one. I wonder if it might get pushed. The fact that now we're having a PlayStation one, unless if September eighth is on that Tuesday. That's Wednesday. So they could just say on Tuesday, hey, we're having a direct on Wednesday, which. Sometimes they give us a day. Sometimes they give us two days. Sometimes they shadow drop them, which they can very easily do. Um, they can very eight o'clock central time. They just drop a fucking Nintendo Direct. That's what like the Super Mario 35th anniversary one we had last year. That was just shadow dropped. Um, mm-hmm. You know that there was no announcement they were going to have that direct. So that could say possibly. I just don't want to be too excited about the potentially um, them adding Game Boy Game Boy colors to this this thing because I just don't like. I'm not like yeah, like there's. Games that make sense that have to be there, but then it's also like doesn't mean it's gonna be there with Nintendo. Uh, we we keep every every month they announce their new games they're adding to this to their online service. And it's just like, huh? Like what about Mario RPG or Earthbound or Earthbound Beginnings or we just keep going back to these games that just never come. And it's like you own these games, you can bring them at any time. You put Star Fox Two on this fucking thing. There's no why. Why aren't you putting Earthbound? Where's you know all whatever? I don't want to get in that rant again, but I I would love it if they just added like the Pokemon games to this fucking thing and like mm-hmm. Super Mario Land and the, the, the Super Metroid or not Super Metroid. Met, what's the what's the Metroid for Game Boy? Is this called Metroid, Metroid Two? No, no, that's Game Boy Advance. What's okay, is it Metroid? So is it Metroid Two? Yes, the one they remade. Metroid Two Return to Samus, but the one for Game Boy Advance is the remake of Two. No, 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 no. No, Three no, DS no. is the remake of Two. The 3DS is the remake of two. The one I was thinking about was like Zero Mission. Zero Mission, yeah. So I, I could see them like adding that. I'm just, I don't know what they're gonna add for a Game Boy Color. I, I guess they can do like yellow and like crystal, possibly for Pokemon. Oh, well, there's definitely a couple of Game Boy Color games that they could potentially do if they were to go forth and drop it. I mean, Shantae is definitely one of the ones, and yeah. then definitely Wario Land three. And yeah, there Wario are a Land couple 3. of there are a couple of games that would collaborate between Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Because it had different features that would go through. Like, say, you have the, both Zelda games, you know, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, and stuff. Both yeah. those tie together. But uh, we're talking about some obscure things. You know how, like, Link's Awakening on Game Boy, it actually did have a re-release on the DX. Yeah, a DX version of it. Color yeah. swaps, different, like, things that were added to it. So, but for sure, if they were going to be going through with Game Boy Color, I would expect to see Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Wario Land 3, and possibly Shantae. One of those three, I would think, would be on that day one, if that were the case. Yeah, no. Um, I agree. Who knows? I, I think when they did NES and SNES, when they did them individually, they had 20 games at launch. Yeah. Um, I, could, I mean, I think, well, who knows? Maybe they'll do 20 games combined at launch for those. Um, sorry, I'm trying to adjust my mic here. It's bothering me. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not trying to get too excited about it because I just... I would. I just. I forever. I've wanted like Pokemon games, just be able to play some of the like. I. I want that yeah, gold and silver. I want the. I mean, I know they've been on 3ds, but having them again would be awesome. Uh, and then also just the idea that if them continuing to add new consoles to the to the Switch Online makes me happy because I, I talked about this recently where I feel like I, they almost like my mic is being really stupid. I'm sorry, it's bugging me. It's, okay. <laughs> there we go. It wasn't like it was like falling down. So I was having to hold it, um, but. You know, I, I said this a while ago where I was just like, man, it feels like they just kind of 
almost in a way gave up on uh, like uh, adding new consoles. Like maybe maybe they like regretted doing that. Um, but you know, this gives me hope that maybe that's not the case, and that maybe they'll um, we could see more stuff down the line. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm really excited about it. I hope hope the guy is true. Obviously, directs are always exciting times because everything is possible. Um, you know, even when they tell us, but like I always say with Nintendo directs, they say we're not going to do this, but then they constantly lie to us about that shit. Which right. when they lie to us and it's awesome, we don't complain. But when when they tell us the truth and then when they say, hey, this won't be here and it's not there, we get upset because they lie to us. So it's kind of a, I don't know, whatever. It's, you know, you know shit in one hand, piss in the other, see what fills up first. Yeah, um, it's definitely a catch 42 when it comes to that type of stuff. Correct the mundo. Uh, but you know, I meant to talk about this before we actually jumped into, uh, the, uh, Nintendo stuff here. So just a quick little thing here uh, about PlayStation. So, um, I had a whole rant Gables. I was prepared for ready to do, I might still do a little mini version of it. I'm not sure. Um, so they did like a trailer for, uh, horizon forbidden west like a 30 second we no new gameplay nothing out of it just announcing it's up for pre-order now you can pre-order horizon forbidden west on on at brick and mortar stores online on on the playstation store blah, blah blah uh and the thing that came out of it was the fact that you couldn't actually um uh you could not i'm sorry i lost train of thought give me two seconds two seconds you could not actually like if you bought it on ps4 there was no upgrade path to ps5 so you bought right. the $60 version, you have to rebuy it again if you had a PS... So you don't have a PS4 right now, which most of you out there only have a PS4 because it's... A, the PS5 is like a sick joke and probably doesn't actually exist uh, for most most people out there. Um, that you couldn't... like. So if you bought it on PS4, you could, there was no clear upgrade path to get it for PS5. And then they said, well, no, if you buy the PS4... If you buy it on PS4, if you buy the $80 edition... You can get it on PS5. You can get you get the cross gen, the dual entitlement, which is like quick, like piss Tyler off, fucking phrase, real fucking fast on that one. Uh, the entitlement argument is for this kind of shit. Drive me goddamn nuts, Gables. Drive me goddamn nuts. Is it maybe a little bit of entitlement? Yeah, but I like I went on the whole rant about Ghost of Shima. I'm not gonna get into it right now, but it's like. We keep seeing when we when we keep seeing other companies that we are known are known for being money hungry and and fucking kind of shitty about the way that your consumers are actually like no you just buy this model and you get it and then, and then you know like EA the company that was voted the worst company in the world two years in a row is doing that and then PlayStation's like no we're not gonna do that it's pretty you know maybe you're not when EA is looking better than you on something maybe you're not doing too hot um, but uh. Anyways, that was like a whole hubbub about that. Like, you had to buy the eighty dollars up. So it was like, so a, a game that doesn't cost me seventy dollars on PS Five. If you want it on, if you want it on PS Four, you want to be able to upgrade from PS Four to PS Five later. You had to pay eighty dollars for. It. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So big, huge backlash. Much to like what we saw with like the Xbox when they did when they doubled the price of Xbox Live Gold in the same day. They're like, you know, we fucked up and they changed it back. Um, kind of the same thing happened just a couple hours ago as of recording on Saturday night. Um, they announced that for anybody that buys even just the base model, and this is going on for the few, all the rest of the games um, coming out, there are going to be PS4 and PS5 for first-party games only, obviously for PlayStation games. Um, that you buy the six, say you buy the sixty-dollar base edition of, of Horizon Two, that for only ten dollars more you can upgrade to 
to the PS5, which is something we're seeing right now. Like Goshima, Death Stranding. It doesn't irritate me. Yeah, and I went on a whole rant about it a couple months ago. Yeah, but it's like at the end of the day, I'm not going to like get too upset about it. Um, and they definitely got me where it's like if they would have just this in the first place, I probably would a little pissy. But it's like you did something really shitty. Now you did something slightly, slightly less shitty. So I'm not as mad about it, I guess. But um, I still think it's like I, said, I still think it's shitty. But anyways, uh, it's better than the alternative, I guess. Um, and it's ten dollars, so I'm not gonna like throw a huge fuck of it, but yeah. Um, it, it's it's just kind of you know, on the other hand, it makes me happy though that like hey, they listened a little bit. Um, you know, don't take that PS5 sign for video listeners I have in the background. Uh, I have that. I have an Xbox One. I have, I have a Nintendo One. I'm not a fanboy. I just like these cool signs. Um, but um, yeah. So I don't know. I just I'm happy they listened, but it's just like it, it's one of those things where it's like, how did we get to this point where like you had to like piss everybody off to like, Oh no, we're going to do this. What about you Gables? Yeah. I'm kind of at the same point where it's like they, it had to get to this point and stuff after they came out with additions of other games and stuff where you had to pay maybe 20 or $30 more on top or buy the, buy the game over again or buy the game completely over again, you know, like an $80 plus investment and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's bittersweet that now they're going to go forth and put this out in that regards. But at the same time, it just comes to show that that was kind of a shitty practice to begin with in the first place. I mean, at the end of the day, a gaming company is going to be a gaming company. They want to get the most profit for what they want to put out at that point in time. So it's like for this in regards to Sony, they know it's good PR for those that, uh, you know, for those that eventually will buy Horizon Forbidden West on the PS4 because there's still a lot of PS5s that will not be coming out and will be fairly scarce even the next year and a half or two years. So it's like, okay, we're going to go forth, we're going to nip this in the bud right now, do the $10 like upgrade in case they do get the PS5 version, you know, and it's like, it's a good thing for Sony in that regards, but at the same time, it's like, it kind of puts us in the realm of those that did invest inside of their other additions in regards to Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, or whatever type of, like, upgrade that we did have for PS4 to PS5, kind of look at it as like, well, well, you know what, if they would have introduced this to begin with and stuff, we wouldn't have too much of an issue and stuff without having to pay another 70 or $80 or another 20 or 30 Though, I will argue, though, for, like, Ghost of Tsushima's case, yeah, there were plenty of, <laughs> there were plenty of options and stuff that were kind of ludicrous, but at the same time, for those that bought the original PS4 copy, spent an additional 30 for the PS5 version like I did, at least I got the Iki Island expansion pack, which yeah. was still quite of a solid, minimal type of thing. But even so, I would have loved to have gotten the director's cut for, like, at least $10, like, for a $10 upgrade, you know, as opposed to paying... Well, no, they had that option. I mean, I do want to point out for fast, like, that's been my argument for the whole beginning, is I have zero qualms about the $30 edition of yes. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. There is a $10 upgrade for us, but if you want everything, it's $30, which I am totally fine with $30 for like all that, like Iki Island, all that other stuff. Yes, and just, I was okay with that, too, with that. Just, yeah, like I'm going to buy that here and here eventually. But it's like my problem was like if you just want the PS5 version, it just costs ten dollars more, and right. that was my main issue with Ghost of Tsushima. Death Stranding doesn't bother me as much because like it's ten dollars more, and they're adding a bunch of fucking like a whole new uh, yeah uh, missions and a gadget. Like it's a, that's an actual like real upgrade. That's that's our actual like director's cut. It'll Ghost of Tsushima to play. <laughs> yeah, well, you you'll get to the parts that you care about, which is the story. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's just like I said, it's just like. I, it's the argument, you know, entitlement, blah, blah, blah. And like people are saying, well, this is how capitalism works. I'm like, just because that's the way our government work doesn't, doesn't mean, obviously the way our government doesn't always work 100% right all the time. 
uh, if you haven't noticed the last 18 months. Uh, but when it comes to capitalism, you know, it's like just because just because capitalism doesn't mean it's right all the time. doesn't mean it's like the smart move all the time. Um, and there's there's something to say about consumer happiness. And this is like that's why when I when Nintendo puts out games that shouldn't be sixty dollars for sixty dollars because they know people are gonna pay for them. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, we know we're gonna buy them, but like eventually, that fucking you know that that check's gonna come due one day, you know. Uh, and when when things aren't you aren't riding high, you know, we seen that with the Wii. Like people were just buying shit up, and gobble gobble gobble, and then once the once the good times are over, people just you know why why would I invest any more money in this kind of thing or like okay, well now I'm irritated. I feel like I've been kind of bamboozled a little bit here. Um, and we like you know, I, I think it's smart too, especially with we've seen the way, especially since E3, where it feels like there's been a sw- big swing in like good vibes and momentum towards Xbox's way. Yes. Um, where it's like I feel like a lot of people that weren't like total like like us ears to the ground about Game Pass and all the cool things that come with it and all, everything like Xbox Series S and X, blah blah. I feel like after E3 that like the that definitely changed big time. Uh, then what's going to change you more when Halo comes out in December? Hopefully, hopefully that game's good. Um, but moving on to our last kind of bigger topic here, um, Death Stranding Gables game mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Um, so uh, God damn, what's this? I just blinked on this fucking what's the guy's name? The actor's name? Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Yep, Norman Reedus the fetus. Um, he has an he he did an interview and he said that um, basically that the game that Death Stranding two. He says he thinks it's happening, that there's been talks about this game happening. Um, and I don't know about you, Gables. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not choosing to believe it's in development right now. I, I think, I believe he had discussions with somebody that this game is in the works. Uh, or it's like, at least there's discussions happening. But we know, we know without, well, we, we don't know for 100% certain, but we know with pretty much 100% certain that Kojima is making an Xbox game right now. Death Stranding uh, is owned, th- that license is owned by PlayStation. So it can't be, Death Stranding 2 isn't going to Xbox. Um, I believe that there's been discussions. Uh, Kojima is not, does not have a non-compete. He can work with anybody he wants to still while working on his Xbox game. Uh, I just, if it's happening, and I think this game did sell about 5 million copies, which is um, really good. Uh, for the, for that game, and I think PlayStation is very happy with that with those sales. Um, I don't. I'm just. I'm not choosing to like believe it. Um, and maybe that's a little bit of me like hoping it's not true because I don't want another Death Stranding, honestly. But uh, I don't know. Give us what, what, what's your thoughts when you read about um, Norman Norman Reedus and his fetus. Well, here's the thing. I think that this was a discussion at one point, but I don't think this will happen. And only besides like a couple of different things. It's like one. Like, conceptually, I don't know what the hell, like, a Death Stranding 2 would actually potentially be in that regards. Now, bear in mind, this is coming from someone's perspective that hasn't played the game, or... Honestly, I am waiting until, like, the PS5 port does come out, until eventually I may want to try it. But at the same point, it's to the matter where I feel like Kojima is already inside of another project and stuff. So I don't feel like the likelihood of a, like, a Death Stranding 2 is not even anywhere close to being a reality. Although, since PlayStation, you know, Sony does own that licensing and stuff, it could be maybe branched out to another studio, potentially. But even so, that would be difficult because yeah, this that's is just, Hideo Kojima's Yeah, thing. you can't, I mean, you can't copy. I'm not even trying to be a Kojima fanboy here, but I feel like that's a style you can't copy. We, we've no. seen 
Konami tried to copy that with Metal Gear Survive, and that didn't and go well. And that didn't work at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, but uh, who knows? I, you know, if there's gonna be this training too, I'd rather him not work on it than work on it. I guess because I'd rather him work on a good game. Uh, but anyways, um, moving on to quick here, something kind of alluded to earlier. Uh, Alan Wake remastered um, coming October fifth. Uh, according to uh, Epic Game Store's back end, here it is, as well as Final Fantasy VII Remake coming as well. This actually kind of happened like a few months ago, like a placeholder, like in the back end kind of came out. Um, and then uh, Jeff Grubb confirmed that one of the one of like the 97 projects that uh, they're working on over there um, is on top of a remaster. They are working on Alan Wake 2. So it makes mm. sense. You know what? I think it's been 10 years this year now. Uh, I think it was, no, 2010. No, it's older than that. It's like 11 years, 12 years possibly. Yeah, uh, that, it's like yeah, 2009, I think, was, I think. 2009, you're correct, yeah. Uh, yeah, so makes sense to put it a remaster. There's, a lot, there's always a lot of kind of buzz about bringing that, that franchise, that series back. I don't know if I call it series or franchise. Bringing that game back. Uh, I really liked that game I, back in the day. I enjoyed the hell of it. Um, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people did. Uh, and I would... I'm all aboard the idea of getting a Alan Wake remaster and getting it soon, depending on price would be awesome. Right. If it's like, a, if it's like a $40 uh, game, not full price, I'm probably going to pick it up coming out in a pretty sweet time. I don't think October for me is looking crazy, but I think far cry comes out that same week, but for me, it's not being October. Doesn't seem nuts. Uh, well, I guess battlefield too, actually, or battlefield, whatever it's called. 2042. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, anyways, I mean, what's, what's your hype level for a potential remaster? I think that's going to be well welcomed. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I'm staring at my copy of Alan Wake that I got here for the 360. Plus, I do have it on Steam as well. But the thing about it is, I'm, I am excited of a potential remaster of uh, the original Alan Wake because they can tie in different parts from uh, Control, different parts of like potential oh, things, yeah. maybe from Quantum oh, Break, yeah. maybe. But at the same point, it's mm-hmm. like. Those games are in that extended that extended universe in regards to the Alan Wake franchise. So yeah. seeing a potential remaster of that incorporating those ties from their like their previous games and stuff would be interesting to see. On top of that, you know, it's like Alan Wake is going to be across all sorts of different types of platforms this time around too. I mean, obviously it's gonna be coming to PC and then Xbox and that regards, PlayStation. PlayStation this time around for the first time, yeah. It's going to be the first time that that game is going to be making it on a PlayStation system, if this is to be believed in that regards. Yeah. But from what it seems like, from what initial leaks have been seen on the Epic Game Store, from that plus various rumors over the past year and a half or something like that, that uh, this may possibly be a reality in that regards. Yeah. yeah, we we see a lot of times when these placeholders happen, they're almost always true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, especially when it's like when when you actually have like clear cut tr- truth that it's there, it's not just like oh this popped up for two seconds and it's gone now. Uh, and then like uh, Epic Game Store put it in there, and then I think it was a, it was a Taiwan website, which I believe that that website has actually leaked stuff before. Um, put it up uh, for put the October fifth release date out there. So well, hopefully that's coming sooner rather than later. Um, but uh, moving on to some uh, other PlayStation news here. Uh, so. Been a lot of hubbub this this past week about a slight different skew of the PS5 model, or it has a slightly different fan, a slightly smaller fan in there. Uh, a lot of people are freaking out about it, uh, and then kind of like I feel like it subsided a little bit when like uh, facts 
came kind of came out about it. You know, I mean, I know it's kind of crazy to believe for some people, you know, facts coming out and then choosing to believe those. Um, but anyways, so kind of like, I mean, Gables, and I thought we were talking about this a little bit before the show, uh, but it, you know, definitely like, I felt like a lot of people were like losing their mind about possibly a worse version of a, the, the, a bad version of the PS5 already hitting the market. Um, and basically what it sounds like from when I was, when I was looking into it is that is like, you know, production costs right now, super high. Cause obviously pandemic, it's hard to get anything made. So shit costs more money to make. And usually you would see these uh, uh, changes in SKUs a couple of years down the road where they're like, oh, okay, we can cut a little bit off here, a little bit less plastic, save 10 cents here, a few cents here. And maybe you can shave a couple bucks off of your console, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're making millions of these, it's a lot. Um, yeah. But it doesn't, it's no downgrade to the console. It just finds a way for as production goes to make these things a little cheaper and easier to make. Uh, and this is one of those things where the, like, I guess from what I was reading, looking into it is that the fan in the, in the current PS five, the, the launch one, the one that you have cables is it was like comically oversized for the, the, the uh, console itself. Yeah. And that this fan now is just oversized. So instead of being, you know, instead of having a 15 inch penis like Gables, you know, now it's a, <laughs> now it's a, it's a average size penis like mine at five inches. <laughs> if I, if I stretch it really far, and then I double the I double the the measurement, quadruple. I lost the plot. Gables, what's your thoughts? I just rhymed. <laughs> Not about my penis, about PlayStation Five. And did you hear that? That's the sound of many people leaving in mass after listening to Tyler. You, anyway, hear, I mean, I've been running them off since episode one. I mean, did, I mean, Gables, I thought you were gonna say, did you hear that? That's my penis hitting the floor. <laughs> But anyway, in regards to the whole fan and the whole skew scenarios and stuff, a lot of this backlash had to do in regards to Austin Evans and stuff doing a breakdown of the PS5 systems. He brought in someone else and stuff, and they did a breakdown of the original model and the one that's being sold, like the newer one that's going on to market. And a lot of the controversy stems from the initial thing of the heat sink and also in regards to the fan stuff as well. Now, initially, when he went through the bunch of the testing stuff, especially with the newer models, he did this whole testing of the temperature thing with his little device and stuff near the back of the system in and of itself a lot of there were plenty of people that kind of noticed and like uh, pointed out that hey that's kind of a inaccurate way to go through to measure this thing's temperature in regards to its overheating things because you're basically exactly gable's measurements exhaust port you when you want a measurement you don't start from the base you start from the belly button and then you go up and that's how you get proper girth and penis size (laughs) <laughs> okay without the whole do dilly stuff it's essentially yeah it's quintessentially kind of like what tyler was suggesting in that regards where it's like they started at the wrong place and they initially got he initially did the wrong measurements in terms of the degrees and not a full representation of what the system could be done because from what the initial model from the breakdowns and that stuff it definitely was some bit of cutting out of here and there, especially with terms of like with copper from the heat sink in terms of some specific like spaces and stuff, less plastic in some regards and stuff. And definitely the fan is been decreased in that regards, but it still runs like it's initially intended to do. So basically you're not getting a downgrade. You're just getting one that 
is more well condensed in that regards, and yet it does intently what it's supposed to do, and that is to drive the heat out of the system. The only thing mm -hmm. that's different about this one, in case in point, it's like it's a little lighter. That's it. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with this new model of PS5. It's just overblown because people think, oh, the heat sink's a little bit reduced and stuff like that. This thing is not going to be, it's going to be going hot and it's going to be breaking down this and that. But then again, if you're knowledgeable in regards to the whole PS5 infrastructure, and especially with the console stuff, it's going to take a hell of a lot of things to get that thing overheated. You have to literally put this, like a fucking PS5 inside of a damn cardboard box that's like not even that far away from the thing to get it overheated to that extent. Mm. You have to have this thing accurately like ventilated or else this damn thing will be obviously heating up your entire room. But if mm. you have enough in an open space like any normal person would have it, then it's not going to be too much of an issue. Especially if you do diligent things like dusting the damn thing. I mean, hell, I've seen pictures online with people's PS5s and stuff like that. It's a little fucking dust magnet. You see the freaking fans, the little vents and stuff that are covered with dust that's inside of that. What the fuck are you doing? You spent over 1000 or fucking 500 to 1000 for a system. But at the end of this at the end of all of this controversy kind of bullshit and stuff, I kind of feel like that this new model of this PS5 and stuff, it's not that big of a deal. You're it's just there for cost cutting stuff in regards to the whole bulk of the system. It's not more or less because they lessen the quality of the system. You're still getting the same system. Only things are a little bit reduced in weight. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when uh, like when a slim version of a console comes out where it's not actually... They put it out for the same price, mm -hmm. but like it's great for them because like, like, they're slashing the price of production by a lot and then they're reselling they're selling it back to you and people rebuy that console because they, oh it's the better version it's not it's yeah is it better but it's not really that much of a better version no. it's just a like a big it's a lot cheaper for them to make than and they're selling it to you at full price but like you're saying gables it's all about you know ventilation and all that so like i always say to kid the children out there whatever the girlfriend says don't wear a condom you know, <laughs> you know let the let it air it out let it be free never don't wear a condom don't be a sucker don't wear a condom. We'll let that hang there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Big Brain Academy Gables, speaking of giant things, um, <laughs> is coming on December 3rd, the same day as Advanced Wars 1 Part 1 and 2. I've broken Gables. Gables isn't coming back. He's done. This is that the thing that did it for me. That segment of words all in a row. <laughs> that, that's what got me right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> you want to see oh, Big Brain's... Have Gable send you some nudes. Oh, God. <laughs> I made myself laugh. I'm drunk. I've been drinking too much. I apologize. It's a three-day uh, weekend, people. Let let Poppy drink. I just referred to myself as Poppy. I'm definitely drunk. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the it, Big Brain Academy stuff, that's going to be uh, released on the same day as the new Advance Wars game. You know, that's pretty cool, honestly. It's been a while since we've had a Big Brain Academy game. I think the last ones were on we, the Is it Wii? Yeah, I remember those games being on the Wii. They're pretty cool, like, little mini-game collection stuff like that. So, it's kind of interesting that we're going to be having the WarioWare game, like, next week pretty much released. And all of a sudden, months later, we're getting another kind of, like, a mini-game sort of a best thing with Big Brain Academy and stuff. But at the same time, these type of, like, niche things like Big Brain Academy and stuff, that's, that's pretty much a welcome thing. Because, hey, like I was saying with Tyler before the podcast started, it's like December... For video games, normally is sort of like one of those like tail end of like uh, 
the whole rush in regards to the holiday, and it's normally kind of like a dead month. Yeah. There are some occasions where you'll have game releases on in December, but it's most mostly they are tied into like January of the next year. So it's like for Big Brain Academy and definitely Advance Wars and stuff, the rebooted One Plus Two, those things, yeah, mm-hmm. they are technically going to be releasing this year, and it's going to be awesome to have more variety in regards to what you want to play in that month. But at the same time, these are. 2022 games essentially yeah i mean like you said yeah this the games coming in december it's just like we want to get that holiday bump but we also want to yeah um we're not gonna be quite ready yet to come out by then uh we come out before thanksgiving um you know like like halo infinite's coming out december 8th um we've had in the past like fucking smash brothers ultimate came out in december um far cry 3 december so um uh dying light 2 is coming out december um so we'll see how it it goes um but Cyberpunk, everybody's game of the generation, uh, came out this last December. Um, no, no issues with that game whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw it. It looks like it's very big on like, it's like a Nintendo game, so they're really big on pushing the multiplayer and has online multiplayer, which is kind of cool. Um, that, that with that aspect, you can actually play people online for some of these games. Um, and I'm I'm kind of shocked. I looked I looked it up. The last uh, big brain game we had was in 2007 for Wii. You were correct on that yep. one. I didn't realize it was that early in the Wii, though. That was a near-launch title for the Wii. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if it has Sudoku, maybe I'm interested. But, like, I remember, like, the Brain Age Academy games, when those came out, like, being, like... I remember going to, like, Walmart with Justin because it was, like, $20 when it came on DS. Mm-hmm. And, like, we both... Like, we went to Walmart with, like, his mom because we were, like, 15, 14. And we went there and we both bought the game and, like, playing it in, like, his mom's his mom's van while we were like while she was grocery shopping we we're just sitting in the van playing fucking this dumbass uh game doing math equations like this is stupid like, why, why like we don't want to do this shit in school when it matters <laughs> um you know why the fuck am i doing this in a video game and you both bought a game and stuff where you're just doing basic school work yeah right it's fucking dumb but this game looks like it's more like mini game base and like i said multiplayer base so i don't know um i don't think i'm gonna buy it obviously it's probably gonna be sixty dollars because Nintendo's gonna Nintendo on this one. Uh, if it's like if it comes out, it's like twenty bucks. It'd be cool to check out. But I think the games look like they're fun in it, but it's just one of those things where it's like I don't foresee myself like doing putting a lot into this. But it's it's Nintendo. Metopia sold over a million game, million copies in one month. This game's gonna sell a few million probably. So I'm not I'm not too worried about this game. What about you, Gables? Anything else you want to add on that one? No, not really. Inside okay. of that game release stuff, I'm probably going to get the Advance Wars game. I'm not going to even bother with the Brain Academy. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I finally went to GameStop um, this week. I uh, finally had the time to go. And um, I, I pre-ordered Mario Mario Golf and Skyward Sword. Like, mon- and those games have been out for months. <laughs> and I had never went and picked up the copies. So I went there and I'm like, hey, can I move these uh, pre-orders over? So I moved my pre-orders over to Pokemon Legends Arceus. And uh, Vance Wars. So. Okay. And apparently I, I've paid off like half of uh, Pokemon, one of the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl games. I'm not sure which one at this point. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't even know I did. So um, I don't think I'm going to get it. But I don't, I, I, apparently I had like, I must have had like $27 left over. And I put it towards that. So that that's a thing I have. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Pretty exciting. Uh, Nintendo games, uh, so we, who would have thought my most looked forward to game for the year for Nintendo is a fucking Advance War games? But yeah. well, 
You're, well, we're kind of in the same boat where it's like my most anticipated game is Metroid Dread. Yeah, 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 true. We never would have thought that. I do want to, at the end of the year, I want to go back. We, we had that episode where we did like a Nintendo prediction podcast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want to go back at the, towards the end of the year and like listen to that podcast to see like what, what actually happened and what didn't. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be, it'd be kind of fun. But uh, Gables. Yes. Uh, moving on to what we've been playing. Gables. Um, is that all the news? Yeah, I thought I missed one. I'm sorry. Um, what have you been playing, buddy? All right, so there has been a random assortment of games that I have been playing. Let's start on, let's start on the PlayStation Five here. So I quintessentially went through a couple of different games. I was playing a little bit of the trial this for this past weekend and stuff. Ubisoft has Watchdog Legions, like uh, Watchdog Legion and stuff like that, for a free trial this weekend, quintessentially. And so I played a little bit of that, maybe like an hour maybe an hour and a half and stuff like that. It's essentially kind of like a standard open world game and stuff. You have a bunch of spy stuff. But uh, honestly, I haven't played too much of it to really get a form of opinion. I know there's no main character inside this game. You're just going through with a squad of a couple people, going through different missions, this and that. The concept is kind of cool, but at that same point and stuff, I'm really fairly early, so I don't have too much information more than that. Okay, so for the other type of games i have been playing on uh the same system i've been playing Downwell, oh. and Downwell is a game that was released a couple of years ago by devolver digital i'm highly surprised i did not play this game before this week because this game matches a couple of different things that i like and that is fast-paced gameplay on top of a sort of a retro aesthetic so essentially this is one of those oh i just need to play one more game of this it's that type of mentality and so for a better part of this week, I've been playing plenty of Downwell. I want to say about maybe two, three hours worth. But at that same amount of time, I go through the different game a couple different times, you know. And so it's it's fairly quick. Each each session, when you play a game of it, is, it ranges anywhere between two to maybe five minutes in regards to how fast you can get through some of the levels. So overall, there's like four different areas inside this game. I've only made it close to maybe level three at them at this time but at the same point it has this sort of a gimmick and stuff to where you're falling down a well right and it's like you have these gun boots and so quintessentially you can jump and then you can destroy you can kill enemies or some with your gun boots but every time you earn these gems every time you die you get to use them in regards to different type of things like you can use them in the middle of your run and stuff to increase your health or increase your charge for your shots and stuff or you could save them, and it'll go through, and uh, this little bar down below will say how many more gems you need until you go forth and unlock the next tier, you know, in terms of leveling up. And then that's where you get to, that's when you get to unlock certain things, like, say, like palette swaps, or different types of, like, like uh, different types of models for your character. Like, for example, they have all sorts of different color options, from, like, the normal one to, like, a sepia tone, sort of like a Game Boy thing, until... And even one that I unlocked today, well, there was a pastel color that's called Grandma. And quintessentially, it's just huh. a pink... It's quintessentially like a pink, like, overtone thing mixed in with their uh, black aesthetic of the original thing. And it's kind of funny. Because the original color for Downwell, it's like it has a black, white, and then all of a sudden you have a red sort of aesthetic for the gems. And in terms of, like, say, for the palette of Grandma, for example, it's like black with a pink essentially 
And so there are definitely different types of palette things you can unlock. There's different types of, like, character models. Like, you'll have your regular character, your default character. You know, it doesn't have any type of gimmick or whatsoever. Then you have another one you unlock that uh, basically does a bunch of cartwheel. Like, it does, does a bunch of somersaults or something, like a barrel rolling type of thing. Down Do a barrel roll. Yeah, quite essentially. And then there's, like, another one that has sort of, like, almost like a high jump or something. He looks like he's praying or something as he's going down and stuff. <laughs> The amount of creativity it went through some of these models, and definitely in terms of some of these, like, uh, in terms of some of these, like, color designs and stuff, it's it's definitely fun to go with that. And because the gameplay is so fast and addicting and stuff, it's it has me coming back again and again wanting to play, like, uh, another couple of dozen games just to make sure I get some more things, see how far I can go this time around. But that the main goal of the game is to go past the four the four initial areas and stuff and there's this is a hard mode for this game too which i'm like Jesus. how the fuck do you make this game harder than it is and uh i'm not too sure where at this point but i've played another game on uh briefly on the playstation 5 which is it's called a whole new world so quintessentially it, it, that's exactly what it what it is like it, it <laughs> i thought you like i i thought you like kind of like st- stuttered a little bit on that a whole and you just paused for way too long, Gables, and it was perfect. <laughs> so what this game is, it was on sale. It was five bucks, and uh, it is an interesting retro-inspired game to where you control this this potion like mage, right? And that uh, you get to like explore this like uh, like almost like a two D like uh, stages. Like it's sort of like an action platformer, right? But the whole gimmick about it is. Once you go down, like, uh, like the pitfalls and stuff like that, you go, it actually pops you into, like, uh, the reverse. So, quintessentially, it's, like, right side up, and then all of a sudden you have upside down. So, you can actually transverse the land thing upside down once you fall into a pit. And so, you don't generally die by falling down pits like you would in some other games. So, the concept of itself is interesting. But, but, at the same point, I'm still fairly early on. But there was another game that released this year that was on sale on PSN, and it's called Savage Halloween. So this game struck me as interesting because it has the same look of like certain high-quality NES games that I was accustomed to playing. You get to choose of one of three different characters, so basically it's sort of like a wolfman, a vampire, and... A dude that's literally like has a pumpkin on his head, right? And so it's like a jack o' lantern style of enemies. And so, quintessentially, what the thing is is Dracula. He wants to celebrate Halloween more than one day or so out of this year. And so, basically, what Don't happens is he he opens his portal, right? And all the freaking ghouls and the demons and stuff like that are ruling the land. And so you have these three protagonists that want to go back to go back to hell in that regards in order to like enjoy whatever like type of social life or whatever the hell type of things that they want to do down there and so their their main task is to stop like a dracula and this and all this other shit and so what's interesting is there are like five different stages but i went through the first stage as like the pumpkin guy and it actually is sizable in terms of not only the the level design but also the difficulty of it is really reminiscent of old nes games to where you get a set of three lives right once you run out you have this little this little meter and stuff to where you'll have a set number of lives. So quintessentially, you'll have like twelve lives in general. 
I beat the first stage. There is definitely interesting gameplays in regards to platforming, but you use a gun. You shoot in eight different directions. Let's see. You have the special things. It's sort of like a standard action game in that regards. Only difference is you're controlling a pumpkin guy and stuff and shooting like your gun in all different directions and stuff. Taking out all sorts of various like monsters and enemies and stuff. But I like the level design. I like the, the music of the game. And it's kind of fitting because it's almost Halloween, nearly. But uh, that was there on PlayStation 5. On Xbox, I finished up Skate. Nice. I finished up Skate on the 360. I did it last night. And Jesus Christ, I was so freaking frustrated by the end of this. Because there were a couple things I had forgotten when I played through the original Skate. And one of the reasons why it took me for this long to go back to play it. And one of it has to do with Death Races. Now... Death Races is a mode inside of the original skate to where you have to race three other skaters, sometimes, you know, two other skaters and stuff, right? And you have to navigate around specific portions of the city in order to go through these checkpoints within the time limit and go and race all the way to the finish line. You have to beat, you have to get in the first place in order to complete these modes. There were some that took me about a good solid 30 minutes to an hour because, guess what? This is an open world game based upon 2007. And as a result, there were a lot of NPCs I was bumping into. There was at one point where I was doing a death race and some dude, like, the one of the racers crashed in front of me, right? And so I, I go past him, not thinking of anything. He pops right in front of me. He respawns right in front of me and starts skating up. I'm like, come on! Come on, really? What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and it's not just that. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. There were times I would bump into other skaters, so they would barely bump into me, and they just go flat on their face. Like, how the fuck did you fall in that situation? <laughs> but the, one of my most favorite ones is like, they'll fucking push you into cars. They'll fucking do this and that. And that's not intentional Jesus. either. It's their character model. They'll fucking push you into a goddamn car. And it pissed me off because there was one race that I did that I was literally... I was in first place. I was towards the finish line, right? This dude fucking pushes me in front of a goddamn car. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what is this game? <laughs> and it's like, it's quite honestly the worst mode in, in the entirety of Skate, right? Everything else is fine. It's like, you have the thing where you have to play like horse in that regards, where you have to do like the various tricks and you have to mimic the tricks and that. You have, like, the uh, the pro challenges and stuff where you compete against other skaters and stuff, do their tricks and stuff. You unlock them to play inside the regular mode. And then you have, like, the jam sessions to where you beat all these competitions. You have the various other picture ops and stuff. But once you get to Death Race and you have to go and try to adhere to try to skate as quickly as possible while navigating your other AI, like, computer opponents, and on top of that, running into random NPC, like, people walking and forth. There was this one time where it's like, I was doing an ollie, right? I was going to jump over the thing, and I didn't see this dude, no, this lady, right? She walks just, just then, right after I ollie up, right? And I just literally see her, right? And I crash right into her head, and I fucking oh. bail over the fucking thing. I'm like... Well, that's going to be a couple seconds loss. And, man, the amount of times I had to restart in order to complete that, man, that was such a pain in the ass. But I will say, in regards to beating the original Skate, I had to go through two different types of, like, a tier, like, a story lists. One for 
regular skate stuff, and then the other for the Thrasher magazine. And so, completing all those things where I had to video, where you basically have to have your friend videotape you doing all these step challenges and send it to the publisher or send it to the brand and stuff, picking your different sponsors and stuff. I mean, those aspects were cool. One of my favorites was going through, like, the X Games. You go to the X Games event. You have Sal Masakela, you know, the dude that used to do announcements stuff right there. That was such a blast just hearing his voice again in terms of extreme sports because that was when I eventually got out of the, the watching of extreme sports was that tail end of, like, 2007, 2008 where things just started progressively just going downhill in terms of my interest. So hearing his, like... Like commentary on top of me going through with a bunch of the street and also the big vert. Jesus Christ, I forgot how fun the big vert was in terms of skate because it's like you're you're basically going down an entire like uh, dip, right? And you have to go down and then you you get launched up like about sixty feet in the air. You can do like various tricks and you have to land this fuck these fucking tricks, right? So you basically have like two tricks you can perform. You have to do one like an inside the air, and then once you land, you have to go all the way down the vert ramp, all the way down and up the vert ramp until you have to do all this like another set trick that you can do. So sometimes I try like front flips, back flips, that would work, but other times I just realize, okay, if I held, if I do like a grab trick while doing like say a 720 or a 1080 type of spin, that would actually help me get better scores. So I held. So I held like like a tail grab, like a basic tail grab, and I just did like about a 1080 tail grab and stuff, landed it clean, and go through the ramp, and I did like I held, like I did like about, I like a quad or like a freaking quintuplet, like heel flip, like 1080 or some shit, and landed it clean. I'm like, Jesus Christ, well, I won that event. <laughs> <laughs> and those aspects, that type of thing with skate, those were fun. But when... When I think about it, having played through Skate 3 last year, having played through original Skate this year, and then playing through the remasters for Tony Hawk's 1 plus 2 last year, night and day, I, I enjoyed a lot of my time playing Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remaster because of how simplistic they were to kind of understand. There wasn't a lot of needless shit that I had to do in order to get past and beat the game. Because when essentially this game, Skate, it doesn't give you like a traditional ending in that regards. It's like once you're done with a single player, like the, the main story stuff, it'll actually tell you via like a text message or something from your friend or something where it's like, oh, hey, you did this and that. Hey, hey, you can finish up all these other things right here, you know, like the, all the side missions, this and that. And that's when I turned off the game and uninstalled it. But, uh... That's the way to go. Yeah. I, I'll say, though, there's no... There, it, this last generation, there isn't much better feeling in, in, in the world. Than uninstalling a game, because you know you're done with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's oh. a really good feeling, for better or worse. When you play like a really shitty game, and it's just like a, like I just want to chuck the disc out the window, but you don't. You have it digitally, so uninstalling it is the next best thing. And then when you beat a game, you're just like, that was pretty rad. And you just uninstall it. It's like I'm never playing you again. Or I might come back to you a year later. Or a year later. But ah oh, man, I, I love that feeling. <laughs> it, it's like a. It's like a little like. Little you know, little thing in your head. You're like, all right, yeah, all right, you know, I got it. it's an accomplishment in a way. All right. So the last game I played this week was a fun title called Donut County. And let me tell you something, Donut County. It's been around for a couple of years. I've seen it predominantly on the Switch's eShop, but I saw it on Game Pass, so I decided to download it, play it, give it a chance. In between trying to 
finish Skate, plus play whatever the heck else I felt like I was in the mood for, and uh, I enjoyed myself quite, quite honestly playing this game because it's so simple and relaxing. You have to basically, you have you are basically a raccoon, right? You control this device that uh, <laughs> that sucks in a bunch of like. Uh, garbage and all this other property stuff from other people inside of the entirety of this this town called Donut County. And so basically what ends up happening is, okay, well you swallow in a it's like it starts out small, right? And so you you start swallowing in a couple like smaller things. Like, okay, if there's things something in grass. There's some like some there's some donuts here and there. Okay, a mailbox and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well there goes the dog and then eventually this portal hole will grow to such an extent to where you're now swallowing like entire buildings and like do this and do that but uh it's that core gameplay mixed in with like this this funny narrative between both bk and mira these owners of this uh this donut shop and it just basically goes on and on like the whole gag thing that bk is kind of like a terrible person (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in regards the raccoon is such a terrible person but here he's like going through and he's basically trying to get into the good graces of like uh the garbage king which is another raccoon which is a crown and stuff and it, it's so much it's so much fun because not only do you go through different types of areas it the game is super quick in terms of levels too so you get to go through the various parts you get to see what you get to see the reactions of the people's faces when they notice that everything else is being swallowed up around them and all of a sudden it's like they go down too and they're just trying to struggle like no 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 no, no. and they just go fall and all of a sudden you just see their silhouette of them just like falling down the down like a endless pit or something like that but uh i like the story I like the length of it because it didn't feel like it was outstating as welcome. There is definitely more collectibles and definitely more things that you could go through and do once you finish the main game. And I was actually fairly tempted. Okay, maybe I should go back and play this game again. This is actually pretty fun. It's a worthwhile experience in that regards. But I really enjoyed my time playing Donut County. I think I only I think I played it through in about two or three sittings. Nice. And it was like over like at least a couple of days, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was definitely a good game, and I would definitely recommend for those listening in. If you have Game Pass, give it a try. Or if you see it any other where, like any other service, like on Steam or on Switch or on PlayStation, get it while it's discounted because it's definitely one of those games where you def you will get the most bang for your buck if you wait for a sale. Nice, very cool, Gables. Um, yeah. So I've only played one game this week, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's an older game, but. Um, you know, I, I what was it. It was like early June uh, or this year. I, I replayed uh, Halo Four, uh-huh. um, and I was I talked about. I'm like, wow, I really actually really like this game. Like, I, I was it, it, and like a, this was like a 2011 game or 2012 game actually, uh-huh. and like it looked really good for like. It's not like don't get me wrong. It's not like like it's not like a 20. You know, it's not a modern day graphics, but like for what you expect from a game looks from that was from. You know, I I played this on the Xbox Series S. That came. This is a 360 game. I was blown away by the graphics, and I'm playing this one uh, Halo Five now. That's you know, it was an early generation, last generation game, six years uh-huh. old now. And I was I'm once again blown away by how well this game looks like. It's a, like yeah. I said, it is not like to up to the scale like a modern day game at all. But when you like look at this, I'm like holy shit! Between like the boost. From the with the Xbox Boost and all that, it's like wow, this game looks stunning. And also just how well three four three makes their games look. Uh, unfortunately, 
they don't make their games very fun right now. Um, I am not a Halo guy whatsoever. I'm playing through this game for the very first time. Uh, I mean, I, I started it up a long time ago, like probably into probably mid like 2018, 2019 era uh, of on Xbox One, and I just wasn't really vibing with it. And I finally went back to it again because I want to beat four, and then I want to like I really actually like four quite a bit. Like I want to check out five. I heard it's, people don't like it, but a lot of Xbox or a lot of Halo fans didn't like four, and I liked four quite a bit. Not to level three, but I like I liked it. But I play this game, and man, it's just like the game is. It's it's Halo. It's fine. The gameplay is fine. Yeah, it's fun. It's very enjoyable. But it's just like goddamn, this story sucks. Like it's it's a really like and it's Halo. I don't understand what the fuck's happening at all during this entire goddamn game. I understand Master Chief trying to get Cortana. I get it. But uh, as far as everything else. Why is Locke here? What the fuck is was going on? Oh, with Duke? Spartan Locke. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I got to the part where like they had like this whole hand, like this hand to hand combat scene, like they're in Metal Gear or something, and like this sucks. Like, why is this happening? Uh. <laughs> I'm on like mission like six or seven, so I'm still, I'm not super long into it. I don't know. How, I don't know how many missions there are, but well, I I, like I will say one of the biggest critiques I had with the game when I played through it last year was it's like there there's a lot that you spend with Spartan Locke and stuff and his crew yeah. as opposed to say Master Chief. Right. And that was one of the biggest complaints people did have initially because even the whole advertisement of the game back when it first released, you know, it's like it was advertised as sort of like, oh, everyone's going to be against Master Chief and this and that and stuff. And it's like it even though there was some little bit of rivalry and stuff, it definitely wasn't the case. It was a case of false advertising in some specs. Yeah. But I felt like when the initial playthrough that I had with Halo Five Guardians, it was it was I thought that it was better than say like with four in terms of like narrative and certain like gameplay perspectives, but at okay. the same point, yeah, they're definitely it definitely plays into this game could have been better represented. Yeah, yeah. like as I'm playing through it, it's like this definitely feels more like a Destiny game than uh than four did. Uh, I'm not trying to say they copied Destiny, obviously, because these games came out no. within like nine months of each other, I think. Um, but yeah, like I just, like I said, I don't really give a shit too much about the story of these Halo games. I don't like. I've watched multiple like explain me the history of 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 X of uh, Halo. And I know there's other games. It's kind of like a quick refresher of what's going on, and I'm just like I am lost, utterly lost, watching these fucking like. Explain to me the franchise, like the the overall story. I have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah, and you wonder why that with Halo Infinite and stuff, they started to really take it past like the Halo Three instead of doing a continuation of Four and Five. Yeah, like I just I hate like we have this cool iconic character, which there aren't many. There aren't no. many true iconic characters in video games. There's Mario. And there's Halo. There's Master Chief. You know, they're like that. Those are it. Those are like the most iconic characters in gaming. We're like my if I if I put these pictures of these characters in front of my mom, who I love her very much, doesn't you know between my me my my dad and my sister, my parents my 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 dad and sister love Call of Duty, talk mm-hmm. about it all the time with her. I know her eyes glaze over immediately, Krispy Kreme eyes, not paying attention, but she listens to us. If I put in front of her Master Chief and Mario, she would know what those people, what, who those people are. Yeah, and those are like that, that's that's big, that's big. Um, you know, it's like w- what's make this game where we don't play as that guy for like half the fucking game. 
Like <laughs> that's a that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for you. And it didn't. Okay, it didn't. Milgar Gear two kind of got away with it. Still wasn't great. Kind of got away with it. It kind of got ex- away with it because it was it was even back then and stuff. People didn't know until they actually had a chance to play yeah. the game in and of itself. But even still, is, that's like a hot yeah. tub. That's still a discussion about like if it worked out a well or not. Milgar Solid Four definitely kind of helps that a little bit in the end. But like, yes. it's like it's it's funny because like the biggest complaint about Halo Two was that you, like half the game you don't play as Master Chief as well. So it's kind of like when Bungie did it, it's like three four three. It's like, hey, remember when people got mad about like Halo Two? Yeah, well let's do that again. Okay, but let's do well, here's it worse. The thing. They tried to do what Halo Two did, but on top of that, they kind of made it worse in that retrospect because they didn't balance key things in regards to like the Arbiter and Master Chief. Whereas, like, you have a bunch of interesting levels and level dynamics and stuff. They struck a balance in between that. You weren't overly playing as just the arbiter in regards to Halo 2. Nobody nobody wants to play a game where it's predominantly not Master Chief inside of a Halo game. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. And so with Halo 5 Guardians, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what ended up happening. And it didn't pay off in the long term. I mean, it made people more divisive against Halo 5 Guardians because it was basically the Spartan Lock show with certain, like group of like uh like master chief and like some of his squad mates and stuff from other source materials that you probably wouldn't even know about <laughs> yeah it'd be like breath of wild 2 comes out and you find out an hour in you're just playing as fucking tingle yeah that's just that sucks no one wants to i would think it's hilarious but nobody else would nobody else would be <laughs> oh, happy the amount of backfire that would happen if it was just tingle 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 fucking just like, you, you don't actually glide. You just have a fucking goddamn balloon everywhere. What a fucking <laughs> douchebag. Anyways, I love Tingle, but fuck that. Right, but anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm still enjoying the game. I'm going to beat it. Uh, it's just funny. Like, I, I went into this as I not expect. Like, a, like, I'm not a Halo guy. I'm looking forward to Infinite because uh, I, I do enjoy playing the games. I just don't really. Uh, it's kind of like, it's so stupid. Like, it's when you're a kid. Like, I was just a Nintendo fanboy growing up that, like, I would, like, actively not play PlayStation and Xbox exclusives because they weren't Nintendo exclusives or Nintendo games. So I was like, ah, oh. like I thought my buddy would like talk about like, I remember in high school talking about how awesome gears of war is. I'm like, Oh, whatever, dude, you ever play Resident Evil four? It's so much better. It's like, fuck off, dude. You know, fucking go, go play skies, skies, Arcadia legends and come back and talk to me. Okay. Fuck off with your gears of war. Now here it is. Like <laughs> gears of war is one of my favorite franchises. Um, that, you know, oh. I, and that was a big thing with Halo, like like you know, especially being that, a douchey Nintendo fanboy back in the day in high school. Um, still a douche, but not a Nintendo fanboy. Um, where like I remember, like my friends would rave about Halo, and it's just like ah, oh, fucking. It's one of those things where like someone would rave about something so much you just hated them. You know, it's like it, I don't know. It's like when you talk to somebody, it's like they don't shut up with their kids. Like I don't even know your kid, and I fucking hate your kid because you don't shut the fuck up about them. It's that exactly. same idea. You just hate them because of that. It's like for no good reason. It's like you just hate that person. You hate this small child that can't yes. defend itself because that person doesn't show up. The show. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Although Dude. I'll post, I'm going to post like 50 fucking pictures of my dog and you better fucking like them all. <laughs> but um, I've, had, I've had issues like that when people try to share like, uh, like overhype something like say a game or a movie or something like that. Like let's say for example, Napoleon Dynamite when that movie came out. Yes. Oh my God. My that was giving me my example. Friends, Yes. Dude, all of my friends and all of the things would just rave about how good this Napoleon Dynamite thing is. And I got so fucking 
exhausted by all that. I never wanted to watch the movie, and every yes. time I see Napoleon Dynamite, I fucking want to go forth and not... It gives me a fucking migraine, because all I can think of is how much hyped, overhyped that movie was, and then finding out what exactly what this movie was in general, I was yes. like, this isn't anything special at all. Preach, Gables, preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I... I hate that fucking movie to this day. That's the one example of like I can't break it, because that I I when I, I I think it was my junior year maybe soft maybe mm-hmm. senior. What was my senior? Was my junior? Maybe my junior years? Maybe sophomore year. Where like that game that movie fucking blew up, yeah. And everybody was talking about it, and I didn't see it forever, and I just like, sh- I I kept I hearing the seen it this I kept day. hearing the oh gosh. Are your mom goes? I'm like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut. The, it's not funny, it's not fucking funny. You're quoting a goddamn movie. Shut the fuck up. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> There's a time and place for that. Shut the fuck up about it. And by the time I, I remember, I had to watch it in class one day. That's how I watched. That's the only time I've ever seen the movie. I had to watch. We watched it in school because they had a substitute teacher. And everybody's like having a great fucking time. I'm just like, I am as miserable as possibly can be. I fucking hated that movie and I t- actually take that back I seen it one at a time my ex I had in high school she loved that movie because of course she fucking did and I had to watch it with her one time and I'm like I'm just here for the part when you know we're 17 it's like I know what's gonna happen when this movie's over and I'm just suffering through so we get to the part where the, when the movie's over and that that's exactly what it was this movie's <laughs> fucking terrible and I gotta tell you Gibbles wasn't worth it wasn't worth it was not worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, God, fuck that movie. Um, but thank you for bringing that up. Fuck Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, <laughs> it's funny now because like, everybody hates that movie. And it's like, motherfuckers, you raved about that movie back in the day. And now you hate yeah. it. Fuck off. Uh, anyways, Halo 5. It's not that great. But I'm going to play it because Halo Infinite's coming soon. And I, I just threw, I'm, I'm playing it on easy. I'm like, I don't even fucking care. I'm just trying to play through it to get to it just so I can get to the... Um, get through it so when Halo Infinite comes out I'm caught up and also uh, a couple games coming out next week that I want to check out we got we got Escape Artist that's coming out on Game Pass yeah. next week and uh, Life is Strange True Colors coming out on Friday next Friday so I'm incredibly excited for that uh, and then WarioWare um, as well so a pretty jam-packed where, where we are definitely getting into that time of the year Gables where um, it's gonna get busy it's gonna get crazy so um we will have to, uh, I don't know, wait and see and see prayer when we have time. And hopefully, Gables, next week, this time next week, uh, you are preparing yourself to play through Maze because God knows <laughs> I'm not doing it. So it's going to be miserable. I'm not doing it. So you're doing it because fuck that game. I don't want to do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Um, I have been Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun Labor Day weekend or a good week if this is past that time. But at the same time, I wish you well. And most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And I forgot to mention this before we got to this part. Like us everywhere. Join us. Follow. Subscribe. iTunes. Spotify. Anchor. YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, Ronum, like, share, subscribe, click the bell, five stars, whatever you can do to help us out, we would really appreciate it. The more of you, more you do those things, more it is, more it is, uh, 
possible that other people could see us. But uh, hey, Gables. Yeah. Too, Too sweet. sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.